Hello and welcome, guys, to Starlight, a space opera epic podcast. This is your GM and host, Isaac Yorks. The following narrative that you're going to listen to is a fun fill-in for our first few episodes. The first few episodes were pretty bad, and uh, they were also really long on the order of up to two hours. So what we thought we would do in order to bring more people in and have them turn away less after hearing our pilot episode was to share a fun story narrative that brings you up to speed from the viewpoint of a later NPC in conversation with one that the players may or may not find. After this episode, it will turn into more of your classic actual play D&D episode with a flair of cinematic immersion, if I do say so myself. So why don't you sit back and enjoy this episode of Starlight. I suppose the material plane must do as it will. A wondrous place, my king. I think the Fae would find many points of interest in it. Yes, yes, quibble quabbles. If that was not the case, you would not be here. My songling has crafted a bardic tale filled with feats worthy of the great epochs. But you know how minstrels are. Conflating one tale with metaphors and twists meant to spin copper to a crown and a lordling to a patron. Exactly. There are not many so bold as to finish my words. Why, if I was a score of centuries younger, I might think you a bard here to win Songling's place. But no, that is not possible considering your kith. Are you actually free of the Red Throne? Hmm. <laughs> as free as a man is from destiny. Hmm, indeed. I admit you make my blood boil as a youth before adventure. Tell me the tale from beginning to end. I would know of this squad of Luma who have rippled the workings of the web that have gone across time and space. And in return? Yes, yes. Should your tale be sufficiently satisfactory, I will grant you your request of access to the one of all. 
then our story begins by clicking that button there in your hands. This? What use are you if I'm to listen to a mechanical bard? What stops me from feeding you to my children then, and being done with this matter, son of the Red Throne? If your greatness would be so kind as to patiently play along, you will know that I, unfortunately, do not have the totality of the story. Indeed, much of Squad Luma's beginnings were not well recorded, and in fact much of it fell corrupt, actually. And seeing as we are now a century past their passing, there's hardly anyone to ask on the matter. The following recordings are just interviews taken from various people who crossed paths with them at the most pivotal of moments, the moments that saw their formation of what would become Squad Luma. Oh, this is dreary, but fine. Ragnar, rain the children in. It is not time for feasting. <laughs> Yet. So this button here... Yes, Lord of Above and Below. transcribed in the waning years of the Triumvirate. The recordings and memories are collections who have come face to face with the likes of Atlas Kashin, Makina Ali, and Clive Jensen. You sure this thing's working? Okay. Uh... They came to Titan One, a prison colony for the Guild. And though I thought it was coincidence, there is no way it possibly could have been. A Loxodon, a prisoner come to kill a blacklisted scientist, and worst of all, an Acer Berserker. You know my grandfather was killed by a Berserker. Technically, there isn't anything illegal about being an Acer, but everyone with two common sense knows that wherever this gang of thugs are, the trouble isn't far. Anyways, I ran them from the premise and nearly shot them from the sky. As luck would have it, a pirate ship was making a run over the asteroid, and they put half a dozen laser bolts through their vessel and grounded them right into that cold, rocky asteroid. Memories retrieved. Vodenvip. Well, that's what they... Prisoners called me. When I heard about the three, I first thought I would sell them for their crimes to the guild, especially after we recovered them from their crash on the asteroid of Titan One. But as luck would have it, at the time I was having an interesting problem. Our minds, the ones worked by the prisoners for the material to gather the crude components for hyperfuel, was under some sort of attack. So I offered the three the opportunity to go free should they clear up the problem. Not technically illegal, but, uh, you sure this is confidential? Okay. Uh, as expected by a bunch of Acers, they did a fantastic job. 
and even completely resolved the issue. As it turned out that uh, there was a well of the material, little crystals called Ayun stones, which were found in the largest quantities ever discovered. Anyways, that day we learned that such a quantity could drive a man mad, as had happened to much of my prisoners. Following their foray, I was relieved to send them on their way uh, to their destination on the outbound planets of Thela. I would also mention that it was uh, an extra treat. The then commander of the Hand, the triumphant secret police, a man by the name of Thiel Ilkhan, chased after them once he learned that they were following after some person called the Sunmaker. Mm. The, uh, the man was an absolute tyrant, and he was watching everything that I was doing and getting in the way and completely destabilizing control. So you can imagine getting rid of three acers who resolved my problems and also the commander of the hand was a, uh, was a welcome relief. Memories retrieved. Yeah, they came here some time ago. Atlas, the big feller, Clive, the dusty knockoff of a cowboy, and the thick loxodon, uh, what was her name? Well, McKenna, that's right, that's right. They showed up uh, here in Nanoi, right before the Kashins took it over, and that damned Galantair turned us into an Outworld's HQ for the Acers. Though, I will admit, this place has sure come up since. You can actually get a coffee worth a damn now. Anyways, they came like bats out of hell. It was uh, plain that they came with some sort of mission to pursue. You know how man can tell the look in another man's eyes? Well, I can see it plain as day. They were there to see a goal and see it through. But at the time, the noise was plagued with the signs of Mr. Ackerm's return. Mr. Ackerm, uh, many wouldn't know this, was the uh, town's founder and kept the uh, Nanoi from joining in with the Triumvirate. Anyways, the, the main problem was that the signs were uh, speaking of Mr. Ackerman's return from the dead. Now, if you think that's crazy, it's because it is crazy. But, believe it or not, the things were happening, and I don't rightly understand them myself anymore. Things like the dead returning, walking about people, and losing their damn mind and claiming something about a sun origin and blowing their damn brains out. Anyways, you can understand how only a few folks were brave enough to believe that logically he was actually dead. So, no, considering that they showed up at the Lonely Cord, the only watering hole worth wetting a man's gullet and willy, I assume that they were there to help Thyra get to the bottom of things. But, uh, just as quickly as they came, they were gone. I guess, uh, I guess they found whatever they were looking for. Memories retrieved. Please call me Bees M U T S. On the fourth of that year at three PM, my master affixed me with a new operating mission. It was to aid Master in the capture and interrogation of three outlanders who had arrived and come to Nanoi. Sensors and video footage revealed three targets, breaking into the Sunmaker's temple, deep in the foothills of Nanoi's Anima Mountains. 
Master is certain that if we don't stop them, they will discover the power of the seeing crystal within the structure and use it to see into the past. But he also believed that they would also pose a threat to the Sunmaker. As I was bound to follow my master's directives, Gorn, my master, was also bound to follow his, the Sunmaker. Together, we had to protect his secrets. Damn thing always cuts out here. Memories retrieved. This is not off to a good start, Sir Tauntaun. Now that the drabbling dribble is over, I hope you can do a much better job. Lord of sweet sunrises and mysterious meetings, please bear with me. But I have a much greater propensity for this sort of thing than that hollow vid you just played. Settle in, have some wine and I will spin the most delicate of yarns and you will think that you just might be standing besides the likes of Atlas, McKenna, Clive, Ray, and the rest. From here, our story picks up in a forgotten temple of the Loxodonian religion of the way. If my memory serves me correctly, Atlas, McKenna, and Clive had split up trying to comb their way through the ancient network to uncover any clues as to where the Sunmaker might be 